What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show. Why did I say it like the Raw Review? This is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. It's the Butcher, the Blade, the Bunny, and the B Show. And the B Show, because you got to fulfill the bees. I'm Corey Smith. I'm in the Diamond Studio today with my my fellow beekeeper, Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? I'm exhausted. It's been an exhausting week. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world of wrestling. Especially if you work in retail, man, where I think this week is the last week to get in your orders in before Christmas. Well, and you got to get that Christmas shipping. All that bull crap and you know? shit. And yeah, I haven't done any Christmas shopping at all. No, neither have I. And that's yeah. just been the talk of the town here in Are you San Christmas Francisco. shopping? No, you did Christmas shopping? God damn. It would have been so much easier if they didn't close down that FAO Schwartz. Thank you. Right? That's what I've been saying for years. Anyways, we're here not to talk about FAO shorts or any more Christmas shorts. We're here to talk about piano grounds, like that scene in uh, Big. You think they had that in that FAO shorts? I think they... No, they had the actual... They had like one that was... Yeah, yeah, they did. The I one remember. where you could play the piano they did. with your they feet? They did. I remember. Okay. I remember. And they had Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Okay. I remember playing a game of... Uh, what's that? I remember that was the first place i went to go play a dreamcast on there and i wanted to get a dreamcast like no we're getting a ps2 and like i don't want a ps2 that playstation 2 is going to be destined to fail dreamcast all the way i want marvelous capcom 2 and that and soul caliber that's going to carry me all the way to you know video game heaven it's gonna yeah and then little did they know two months later the dreamcast was discontinued yeah two, with two months yeah it was like oh you waited did you wait a while to get a dreamcast yeah yeah um, Okay. We I didn't get a Dreamcast because they you obviously got a PS2 then yeah wow well you made the right choice did by I Corey? getting the PS2 did I and Corey sitting here today talking about professional wrestling with me those are two good choices you've made that's real relatively speaking because we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite we're here to talk about NXT Live I guess it's called NXT Dynamite <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to get talk about news uh, not much news but we'll get into it but before we get into all of that don't forget to like share and subscribe at CWR415 it's the best way to stay up to date with us that's City Wrestling Radio for all of your wrestling needs because you know we don't always have time to do a show to tell you the breaking news we just let you know on there hey here's here's a link let you know first you think you think uh, NXT um, like Triple when Triple H decided to take the reins on that, like he somehow kind of wanted a way to get to get out of that name. Because when you really think about it, NXT NXT is kind of a stupid name, but it's been going on for a while. So why not? So why why are you changing it at this point? Because well, it's the next generation. But it's no longer the next generation because they're trying to put it over as the now generation. Might as well just call it now and O W. Just get the N W O and just just like switch the letters around there to save some money, like. This message has been brought to you by the NOW. And like, do do you think like with so much micromanaging going on with what WWE does with their brands, like they're gonna try to find a way to get like make sure NXT stands for something, like new extreme territory? Why? I don't even think WWE stands for anything anymore. It's World Wrestling Entertainment. Eh, it's kind of like KFC. People still think it stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. But it's still World Wrestling. I mean, you're right. It is. But yeah. one day it'll just be WWE. You go to its stock, its its page in the stock market. It's still called W World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, it, yeah, you know, and yeah. that's that matters. To, that's what matters to to them the most. They're investors. They're you know they're public. But what matters to me the most is you guys, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in eh. on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio or whatever podcast delivery application you tuned in on. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, if you really like us, if you like listening to us each week, repost. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think of every show. Hello? NXT Dynamite. Anyone? Uh, say hello to Michael because uh, we're giving him the silent treatment right now. And 
Yeah. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into some uh, some uh, news, shall we, Michael? Yes. Let's. Uh, well, you know, we we start off today with a little bit of sad news. It's a bit more somber. Like it's. I mean, sad yeah. news. While my internet page doesn't fucking reload. Rene Goulet. Rene Goulet. Uh, we we're just getting word that uh, Rene Goulet, uh, former WWE wrestler. I think he was. I don't think uh, he was a WWE wrestler. He, he was, was. I mean, he was a wrestler at some point. Well, so maybe like in the. In the There's more twi- in the more twilight of his career, but he was ma- mostly known. In fact, I think he was like known by a lot of people as uh, amongst the many many of the backstage agents who would you know separate pull who would pull apart certain a- and participate in certain angles during like r- like WWE live shows or WrestleManias, for instance, or any pay per view whatsoever. He was the guy with the most unique bo- like haircut where he kind of got it's like it's like Hulk Hogan. In uh well any at any point in his career yeah so this is just like he has a little balding but then long hair and everybody just kind of notices him as like who's that guy with the weird hair well this, that guy in particular was Rene Goulet uh, and who has unfortunately passed away former WWE uh, star he was a wrestler there's a video of him wrestling right here I think he was a jobber it's great pod great for a podcast and he was a road agent for WWE. That's exactly what I said. Uh, so passed away at the age of 86, but didn't pass. But we just finding this out now um, because he passed away back in May. Because apparently he had Alzheimer's, and uh, that's a bit of a slow burn for you know most people inflicted with that disease, and that it was just mostly due to a point where he just him and the people responsible for his estate just wasn't just not communicating with anybody yeah. from WWE. As, yeah, like as as far as like you know. The industry tried to get a hold of him. They just he just wasn't responding. Well, they, we're finding this out through uh, the Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, Rene Goulet, um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate. My grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's. Yeah, at the age of eighty six, like this man lived a life, and that's I mean that's just kind of the the side effects of working a like working in a combat sport. My grandfather wasn't a wrestler. My grandfather was a boxer, and there's definitely more contact involved there, in my oh. opinion. But you know. Who's to say in the 80s, 90s, there wasn't a lot of contact? I mean, hey, this... uh... Uh, Born in uh, Quebec City, Quebec, Canada, Goulet began his wrestling career in 1957, spent much of his time in AWA and WWE. Goulet wrestled regularly until 86, retiring in 87, the year I was born. That's probably why I never saw him on TV. Uh, He then became a road agent for WWE until 97. Fans remember him uh, as one of the backstage officials, like you said, who would often come out and break up fights. Uh, in the ring, Goulet won a number of tag titles in his career, including the WWF World Tag Team Championship with Carl Gotch. He also won uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's MSG Tag League, uh, now known as the World Tag League, with Andre the Giant in 1981. Although it was only Ric Flair's second match, Goulet in, in, is in the history books as the first wrestler to defeat Ric Flair. Whoa. So that's that's something you didn't know. Um, did you know Rene Goulet was the first wrestler? See, that's a good did you know, and I think they should do something like that on WWE. Like instead of did you know, they're gonna have his their graphic. Social- they're gonna have like a three minute, you know, tribute video of Rene Goulet. Every, they play his music. Yeah. Goulet, Goulet, yeah. Goulet. That probably won't happen. It is what it is. They'll just play a graphic and then it'll be over with. Do you really? Think- which picture is it? Just gonna be him, like you know, it's with, be the, some, with like, the weird hair. Well. I mean, he, 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 had, he had unique hair. That's definitely for sure. Uh, but um, best of wishes to his family, his friends, his fans, and anybody who really remembers uh, Rene Goulet. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we continue, though, with a little bit of an update for WWE TLC. Uh, Viking Raiders, they're going to issue a tag team title open challenge at TLC. Um, who, who do you think is taking this challenge, Michael? I'm sorry, what? 
The Viking Raiders. Oh. Yes, main <laughs> roster. The stuff you don't watch. Uh, I don't watch. That's that's kind of... Or sorry, the stuff you say you don't watch, but you secretly watch and then comment That's on. more like it. Probably Street Profits. I don't know. Um, I, they lost, but hey, then they could just like, hey, we'll question, run it back. Question to you. Remember a few weeks, uh, a few months ago, they had that no. same exact match. What, what do you mean no? Just a few months ago. Oh, I don't didn't. remember a few uh, months ago. But remember, Viking Raiders were leaving. They were going to the main roster. They had the NXT tag titles, and then they challenged. They were challenged by the Street Profits. They had the exact same match where they were isolating. You don't remember. Well, no, it's just that it it, it just doesn't matter. It's like a few months, just, no, I'm just, does, not, I'm just does not seem to matter to at me, all with the people writing any of this shit at this point. Well, to them, yeah, but to me, to to them, to you guys out there, you were just. I'm so with all due respect, Corey. You are just going to continue wasting your time if you think this way. Well, you know what? Uh, they're issuing an open challenge. Uh, it was announced on WWE backstage. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's probably going to be. Um, like I said, definitely not Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, but... Um, I could think of 30 reasons why Bobby Roode can't do it. Uh, 28 now? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 20 Days Later. Huh, that was a good movie. Sandra Bullock. She goes to rehab. Sure. Why not? Anyways, uh, I'm guessing it's the OC. Is it? It's the OC, dude. <laughs> they haven't got their title match from uh, winning the the best tag league. Yeah, they're going to talk uh, about Saudi how... Saudi Arabia talk, blood money tournament. They're going to talk about how Viking Raiders, they attend Ren Fairs. You know who else attend Ren Fairs? Who's Ner- that? Nerds. Nerds, yeah, They're going to no. go back with that shit again. Um, I hope... No, I don't care. I don't care about the nerd thing, as long as they... I don't get... That's a, all they fell on, though. That's the only thing I hated, yeah. is that that's all they had. But now they have AJ and an, you know, or Uncle Allen, as we're calling him. Um. So I, yeah. I don't mind the the OC the way they're they're all heels and they're all they're dumb and kind of like yeah yeah uh, ratings AW they both they <laughs> both had <laughs> seven point something I just I don't it's off the top of my head well you heard it here first guys uh, <laughs> AEW they NXT, tied they fucking they straight up fucking tied which is incredible to me well um, I mean just looking at the shows to me it I, I didn't I don't know it it didn't feel like uh, it's NXT building was, up to next week. I dude. got, I got it right it, here. It's super building up to next week. Uh, both shows average at seven hundred and seventy-eight thousand viewers. La- that's weird. That's really weird. They both. That's really weird. Uh huh. That's like wow. Okay. I, that that's just that's probably the same people just going back and forth. Then right. I mean, but then then that would just depend on the breakdowns, like who gained and who lost. Uh, to what quarter hour at that point? Um, over on let's see, uh, let's see. Uh, that was down. Let's see. Uh, uh, with the show uh, finishing 11th, AEW finishing 11th on cable TV for the night, average rating of 0.28. Um, in the key where demo, are you reading this from, by the way, Corey? Uh, Wrestling Observer Figure Four Online, Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez. What is that? Uh, there are these two guys. Uh, they do a podcast. It's, it's 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 a tad better than ours. Okay. But, yeah. What? what happened? Um, let's see. But both shows, like I said, average seven hundred seventy thousand uh, over on the USA Network. NXT was down eight percent in total viewers and seventeen percent in the key demo, averaging zero point two four rating, dropping to twenty first uh, for the night on cable television. So. Uh, the cable news channel saw larger than average numbers uh, with coverage of the impeachment hearings. Uh, and there were two NBA games on, and uh, and yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, so I don't know. It's I th- I kind of find those I find those ra- I find those numbers kind of disappointing at the yeah because it's seven hundred and you think they would be a little bit higher than that. Somebody would have at least cracked at least eight hundred. 
Dead. They're just built down by like eleven percent. Well, they're all over the place, and there's just so like 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 everyone says, there's just way too much content now, and everyone's picking and choosing, and people are dropping off. Like I've heard people leaving New Japan, like today, like I can't watch New it's Japan. Mo- it's I, I can't just come January fourth, they'll be back in. Yeah, and fifth. Yeah, and sixth. So oh yeah, because New Year's Dash. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. That'll be fun. That's just a cycle for New Japan all the time. Like, there's always just going to be this post G1 little lull. They'll have the World Tag League, and that's just going to be the much needed break for their mo- for their main guys. And really, Japan has been New Japan has been living off that business model for like more than half a decade at that point. And mm-hmm. you know, they're only getting stronger and bigger, like as far as we know, with the whole U.S. expansion. And then you know the pe- and the young lion pe- and the young lions lined up. Hey, as far as you know, we're concerned, like they're not going to be yeah, they're not going anywhere within the next five years at least. But then come those five years, like there'll be something. Young lion, well, Carl Fredericks. I mean, he'll probably be like him sooner than later, probably. Oh, definitely. But then everybody else, like Alex Coughlin, Sh- uh, Sh- Shota Minu, Ren Narita, like I, those guys, probably a bit further down the line, at yeah. least. Yeah. Oh, Except yeah. for Carl Fredericks, that guy. He's a. Some might say he's quite a where's, significant deal to some people. Where's Shota? Quite. He's in London. Like he's doing some like stuff in excursion. A, yeah, he's doing this excursion. So like, he's gonna come back pro. and be like, um, yeah. I'm, which hey man, just, I'm you, fucking Shota Amino Acid. Sh- you hear the shit going down in England, like in England, where they just had their elections and everything. Uh, solidarity to all you guys. I know it's a, it's a very scary time and everything, but uh, you know, it's only it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I mean, we do have Trump as president, so we're no. This one, you know, this there's more to it. There's yeah, a bit I don't more to what's doing. Yeah. I don't no. know. Anywho's, um, it's a very challenging time to be in the UK right now. Uh, I feel like we, we in we, solidarity with all of. There them. we go. Um, what else we got with news? There's not much uh, else in news, right? Fucking CM Punk likes the dog angle, which you know wasn't bad. Dog food angle. The dog food angle. It reminds him of Carrie. Yeah, that's pig's blood, though. Yeah, but Whatever, I, I get thing. what he was going for. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's just. CM Punk, this is his second outing in um I kind of saw the same stage. thing because Roman Reigns, you know, every day he just felt like the ugly duckling. He came out, that was his night to shine. He had his dress on, and all of a sudden, you know, he thought he was going to hang out the popular kids, and then they poured dog food on him. Yeah, I saw that movie too, Corey. Yeah. But CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk, uh, second outing as a, as a WWE backstage connoisseur. I don't even think that's the right usage of that word at all. No. But um, he... Not at all. He seemed a little bit more subdued than usual. Yeah, he did. Like again, maybe mostly because of the topics that he was just kind of given. Um, I thought Baron Corbin came across as like way like pretty good in this show. Um, he just kind of just explained the ins and outs of being a heel and why you're being hated. And remember, like, remember. Just when they think they got okay. the answers, I change the, the culture. culture. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You're there, not there's not. Shit. I mean, like it's just. He really was kind of just. I mean, he was just more subdued because, like, it's just a point where it's like, okay, what else? I mean, I'm going to say this, and then that's really it. Like, everybody was just kind of, like, anticipating, like, oh, say the line, punk. Say the line. Well, he didn't mention. It's just a thing. It's like he didn't mention anything about releases. He didn't mention anything about. Why would they? they they're they not going to do that. Well, then don't fucking sit there and be like, I'm here to change the culture, man. I'm here to shake things up. I yes, work for that Fox, was, that not was... WWE. It's just he should know what he's, he's getting into at that point. He should have known that eventually, I think WWE, I could speculate that WWE is cracking down on the show and be like, yo, dude. Oh, no. From day one, that was always, don't. they were, it was always, there was always going to be a filter. Uh, between that, I think Renee Young herself kind of confirmed that in some interview that I read on Reddit. So it must be true. But I just don't. 
I'm just trying to figure. I I think backstage is just more or less trying to figure out what kind of show it's trying to be. Like, there's are they just trying to be like the bump where they just kind of just spew off and recap whatever the fuck like was the fuck is going on in WWE, or they just want to go, or do they truly want to go backstage and then really go in depth of like. You know, like with the roster, like, hey, this roster, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. I mean, I think what they're trying to get at is like this, you know, like uh, NBA on TNT, things like that, you know, with Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley, pregame stuff. Yeah. it's They're but, trying to get that vibe going, but it's just not working when. But that's also like under an hour. The stuff that they're doing. WWE Backstage, they're it's trying to. It's a separate show. Yeah. And it's not conjoined. Like with that, it's conjoined with a game, most likely. Yeah. Or it's a 30 minute special on the weekend like oh nba finals tomorrow Ooh, what do we think you know yeah so if that's the like no they're definitely going with that vibe going forward because like they respond to tweets that are just like tweeted immediately you know as the show is going on like so there is definitely that kind of vibe it's just i don't know if it's especially if it's only by itself it's I, yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. They'll eventually find their footing. Renee Young continues to be really good at her job, no matter what she she's does. She's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's um, gonna go to AEW eventually. No, she's not, dude. Her husband works for AEW. Uh, dude, that's not that's not how this shit works, Corey. <laughs> They're okay. not going. You know what? I was right about the WWE.com selling the goddamn flag. I'm gonna be right about this too. Oh, They're man. selling flags now. It's fine. Did you see? No, whatever. I made that prediction week weeks ago. Anyways, let's continue. Let's talk about all elite wrestling, Dynamite. Where Renee Young's going to be eventually, uh, or Daniel Bryan? We don't know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, not wanting to do, not wanting to wrestle the Fiend because it's Christmas. God damn it! Give me, a, <laughs> give me a present. He's point. like, it's not very Christmas like to wrestle the Fiend. No, I just don't want to do it. Like, I just feel like Bryan is just like, you're having me wrestle the Fiend on TLC. Like, no, fuck off, guys. Okay, just well now we're talking about it. Okay, yeah. I mean... There's speculation out there that Daniel Bryan... According to Voices of Wrestling, who made a tweet about him just having a report of saying Daniel Bryan... Uh, actually, let's just put out this... T I'm just going to go straight to the tweet, not paraphrase anymore. Yeah, according to Voices of Wrestling, um, so take that as you will. Daniel Bryan turning down a second match with The Fiend is the first public reinforcement Hi, of what we've been told privately, that he's been turning down stuff routinely and is generally unhappy. Also quietly mentioned retirement on the Bella podcast about a month ago. Hashtag rumors. Hashtag speculation. Hashtag we don't really fucking know. But it's out there and it's spread. It's being spread. So we're I mean, going the narrative is out there and might as well. We can only work off this narrative. But then, yeah, just based off this tweet. And if I have any sort of like opinion regarding this, it's just that well, do you I don't think I don't think Daniel Bryan. I think he's just at a moment where it's like, OK, I kind of got this. I kind of got the system out of me of coming going back to wrestling. It's just that. I think I'm just good. Like if the if the if the most realistic lateral move I can see Brian making is just straight up retiring at that at this point. Like he loves wrestling, but then I could just see it coming, getting yeah. just getting it out yeah, of his yeah. system, yeah. and the novelty kind of worn off. Or maybe he'll just fall in love with it again. And oh yeah, we could, he could be in New Japan. He can be in uh, Ring. He could go back to Ring of Honor. Well, besides speculating, man, if he comes back to Ring of Honor, <laughs> he's not going to Ring of Honor. Uh, he but could. He's not. Um, not with the way they're fucking falling apart. Um, I think Daniel wants to wrestle. I think there's a reason why he came back. Yeah. And the reason why he pushed for it for so many years. But just think about this. When he wanted to wrestle, he didn't have Birdie. That's his, he considers, he considers her the number one priority. Like yeah. he says he finds it upon himself where he just doesn't feel, he, he wants to focus on Birdie. And yeah. Like, 
wrestling is just not on the like maybe he feels like wrestling is just not on the table as it once was before he had that so yeah we don't know but you know this is like i said all speculation um yeah i just i just don't i'm trying not to like to me he had birdie when he came back birdie was alive when he came back to wrestling so I mean, like there's a re- there's yeah, a reason there's, why he wants to do this. There's a reason why he pushed for it for so many years. He wasn't like okay, let me just make a couple extra paychecks and then I'm out of here. Like I I think he wants to wrestle and I think he has the option now with so many different like places to go without speculating where he would go. He has the option now to be like, yeah, no, I don't want to do WWE before he had, was it Ring of Honor, you know, and then WWE because yeah. that was the route taken by everybody else. So according so. to this. Sort of fightful, who keeps a an in depth look on everybody's contracts. Uh, I'm just looking for Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE. You know, he came back a few years ago. We that's when we were doing the podcast. I remember I was at the gym. I uh, we did. Oh we, my god, I, he signed for blah 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 blah. Where the fuck is he? I thought I had this, but nonetheless, um, 2022. He could be coming back. He could 20, be. No, 2021. Daniel Bryan has signed a contract until September 2021. Oh, boy. So. so I just wonder, like, how if this retirement thing is a way to get out of contracts. Dude, it's know. not even if, even if it is like they are not. I mean, they'll, they're willing to release Harper. They're willing to release uh, Sin Cara. I, well, Daniel Bryan is enough. never going to release Daniel Bryan. He has enough weight in his name to be like, I don't want to fucking work for this company. If and really they're not going, to. and they're, dude, they're not going to budge. They are not going to budge. I think right now, um, Harper, Sin Cara, all of them, they didn't have enough clout to push it when they wanted it. And now, but then they just, but then they also, but I just feel like they've also seen what AEW is capable of with the talent they have right now, and then they see the value of what a Luke Harper or a Sin Cara can really truly deliver on AEW's front or any other well, company's Sin Cara, front. I can't. They see. can just they can just straight up. Okay, listen, we'll just release them. It's just less money to worry about and all that other stuff. But then with someone like Daniel Bryan. Like no, you're an idiot if you. If Why you would you piss off Daniel him. Bryan? Why would you for? Because that would just make him angry if he was forced to stay in WWE. Let him go. So and no, they, hold on, hold remember, on. Yeah. And in WCW WWE era, you let people go. They eventually come back because they're going to go where they're happiest. So you let them go. Let them be happy. And uh, if he's then eventually, if nothing happens in AEW, he could come back no, one who day. Who knows? They could probably. They can all. They can all. We can also assume that they'll be willing to make any any if like any concessions towards Daniel Bryan. Like, hey, he didn't want to wrestle the TLC pay per view. Cool, cool. Don't worry He's about. He's not that. going to. Yeah, don't worry about Bryan. It's all good. You want to stay? You want another contract? No. no. We'll ask you again in a week. Don't worry. Yeah, they'll just make cons- they'll make concessions for the, for him. So at that point, anyways. But yeah, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Let's uh, let's continue. Let's get into uh, reviews. I don't show. even know if he like if he really is a good fit. I mean, he should go, like. I don't know, like with the way W is kind of what it is right now. Can a Daniel Bryan? Yeah, no, he'll definitely be really great there. But he'll join the Dark Order. Okay, all right. Anyway, Dynamite, December, December eleventh, two thousand nineteen. The Replacements was our movie of the week. Keanu Reeves, a quarterback. Get out of town. Anyway, Mr. Attitude, JR's words, not mine. John Moxley starts the show. Audio issue seems to be all well and good so far, and apparently so it was far. good. It was good throughout the show. I mean, mm. there was a little bit of hiccups for like right MJF. there, but then it wasn't fucking unwatchable like the last two weeks. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. Uh, Justin Roberts puts out an all-time GN call to a point where the commentary gave him props. He comes out. It's John Moxley versus uh, Justin Reynolds. That was Alex. Alex Reynolds. Yeah. And then oh, I know that's later. Yeah, just a one paradigm shift to him. Pin win. He pins John Silver. He does. He does it to John Silver as well, which is the other dude. Two. They're they're the Beaver Boys. They're they were actually in the Dark Order video. Come like yeah yeah later. come later yeah we'll talk yeah, about that. They one. pin the other dude. Um, and that was pretty much it. Five stars. Dave Meltzer. Jericho's theme plays and co- out come the inner circle and surround the ring. On. Yep. A fuck them up. Moxley chants are censored, and Jericho tells the crowd to watch their language. And it, like when I was watching that, like it was TNT clearly trying to just censor it, and oh you my just God, had you like hear anything, and just they they was pretty much just like they just kept on pressing the mute button, like somebody held that, the mute button down, and then mute it, and then it, 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 it was it, bad. It's like it's like if I'm just trying to speak, and then it just goes, keeps on going like this. And, but then uh, eventually, it like it, there were you would, points where people were talking and you couldn't hear anything they were saying because. Yeah, and he's like, "Watch your language." Yeah, it was. Watch bad. your language. It was bad. It was really bad. Until point Duh. where, yeah, Jericho's theme plays. How come the inner circle? I said that already. He calls Moxley the number one guy. They bring up their history. References leather jacket and bowl cut. He claims he taught him everything he knows. I'm surprised they didn't bring up Mitch the potted plant. I'm surprised they didn't either. Navigated him out of the waters and straight to AEW. He brings up the Double or Nothing debut and that he's on the cusp of reaching his potential. And to imagine Moxley joining the inner circle. He gives Moxley a shirt and he's and that he's willing to give him time to think about it. As Moxley looks at the camera as if he's asking me if he should join him. Like, there's a shirt. What do you think, Michael? And uh, he comes to the camera and then he just oh, kind of yeah. he just has that little, eh? He, he did. Yeah, I, it's in the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Moxley's the guy. I don't think Moxley is pretty much he's good. He I feel like he is the be all end all. But we're get, we're get, I think we're I think the, he's. But I think if 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 you were to tell me that he's facing Jericho at the Jericho Cruise, I don't think I think Jericho retains through fuckery, and I think that's just gonna and then they're gonna run it back somewhere down the line. I don't think I don't I think it would be too soon for Jericho to lose at the, like in the and say in Revolution. But I do think I do I do think it should be Moxley the one to take the title off of Jericho. Down the line, a little bit more down the line. Um, yeah, and then you could do double or nothing. Then you could do Kenny Omega, Moxley later. You know, I feel like that's what. Yeah, um, but I or Pack. I think you know? next week. Um, I think next week uh, you're gonna see, we're gonna see John Moxley come down. He's gonna put on the shirt. Everyone's gonna think he joined, and all of a sudden paradigm shift to Jericho. Once he gets what's him alone. the point of putting on the shirt? Just because he gets him, he gets Jericho alone. Everyone starts walking out of the ring. Jericho that's and not going to happen. They're just going to all, they're all going to come out and hug him. And hey, you're well, going to be like, hey, everybody. Everyone's, he's like, yeah, I joined them. Music's going to play. You're going to see the <sighs> other four they, guys. Do have enough time for that? Yeah, they'll, they'll do it. Trust yeah. me. Trust yeah. me. Moxley. He's uh, like, what do I do, Michael? What do I do, Corey? I don't know. I'll give you that next week. Video recap of Excalibur putting over the Bucks as dudes who specialize in fucked tag matches. They show footage of the PWG matches they had. Um, they're real great, by the way. Winner of the match gets SCU for the tag titles next week. SCU. On to our next match. Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny versus Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. I, I have to say, Allie looks amazing. She does. And so um, are the Killer Bees. I'm just going to call them the Killer Bees from now on. I, I know uh, there was another tag team that was named that. Nope, they're the new Killer Bees. Um, I kind of like them. They're, well, yeah. they're kind of cool. Butcher and the Blade? I'm yeah, no. They're, nobody has ever, like, nobody, like when they debuted, everybody knew how good these guys were. Pepper Parks and the other guy. Andy like, they, Williams. Yeah, Andy Williams, because like they had, you know, they shown their stuff in uncharted territories. Like they're, you I've know, never, they're in, I've never seen yeah, them. They're Indie Bread, and they're 
Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good workers. And it's uh, just like people. The only criticism anything anybody has ever had towards them was just the way they debuted. They're good, they're, and you know, as we clearly saw in this match, but it's. You know, yeah, it was just a weird introduction. Um, also, it was just bad timing when everybody was just starting to like introduce their phase, like their goth phase gimmicks. Oh yeah, um, and it was uh, QT Marshall's fucking over, like Rover there, man. What was up with that? We'll get there, Corey. Incredible Cody, Cody entrance, great reaction with an MJF video on the side, which was a bit weird and you could barely hear it, but I get it. Like they had a lot of criticism over like, oh, why am like why didn't they show the MJF hiring Butcher Blade Bunny and all this other stuff and like for weeks they kind of said that yeah, yeah they just they, well, just they just didn't have enough time. They're the only thing time. that bothered me about this was that he MJF says I hired the Butcher and the Blade and they picked your partner for tonight, so essentially I picked your partner, but. I was that mean like the entire match. I was waiting for QT Marshall to turn on Cody, to do a job, you know, to do something for MJF because he picked his partner. But then I, but you may you see it that way, but I also see it the way is like, oh, we're just gonna put we're just gonna put whatever schmuck in there just to yeah. you know just to hold Cody de- hold Cody back, and so because it's a guaranteed loss for him because he's against he's at odds. Yeah, no, they're just yeah. making they're yeah. just making it harder for him. That's how I saw it. I did get that eventually, uh, especially when you start getting all the close balls. But yeah, Cody tags himself in and starts with uh, starts with Blade power slam from Cody after an exchange. Tags to Butcher. Cody tags to Marshall. Allie distracts Marshall and sets him up for the tope from Blade. It's all Marshall selling at this point. Handspring drop kick from QT to Butcher. Hot ass tag to Cody and cleans house. Diving reverse crossbody a la Dustin and Escalera cutter to Blade. Cody looking as crisp as he's ever been. Uh, Bunny Eye rakes Cody, who QT tags Cody in and cleans house himself to an enormous reaction. He did the summer. He did this somersault, somersault tope that I. There's a name for it. I just. It's, yeah, I it, heard it earlier. Yeah, it was super sloppy, but everyone was, everyone loved it. Yeah, because yeah, QT uh, Marshall. That's why QT Marshall. He does he does it to both uh, Butcher and Blade. Cody gets spilled into the outside. Stunner and Larry combination, suplex to backbreaker combination, all on Marshall for the pin and the win. I thought this match exceeded my expectations. I thought QT Marshall was made a star tonight, thanks to the crowd and the story of him legit stepping up to the plate was, uh, in my opinion, was just incredibly endearing. And it just, it kind of, and like you saw, uh, did you watch that uh, Alex Marvez backstage interview with Cody? No. Like he said, like as a uh, we, he may have lost, but then. Seeing the re- uh, seeing the reaction QT Marshall was getting just from that spotlight is like he nearly cried saying like oh this is what AEW is all about and all that other stuff. my heart. But yeah, uh, Darby Allen then darts past the bees and extends his hand to a dejective Cody to help him up. Excalibur in an instant puts over the fact that Cody maybe does indeed have friends after all. So Darby Allen, Cody Rhodes, uh, the blonde boys. <laughs> yeah, the platinum blonde, the platinum blondes, the, the Hollywood plat- blondes. Okay, yeah. Uh, get we're gonna resurrect Brian Pillman. We're gonna get Steve Austin. He doesn't have hair anymore, but we'll dumb son of a bitch. MJF comes out and crossroads a dude and says it looked all right to him. Um, MJ, MJF doesn't need any offers. Cody put up last week. He wants him to suffer. He brings up when Cody called MJF a knockoff. Chris Jericho brings up the scarf to fake chance. Calls his blonde hair cat piss and compares his teeth to Gary Busey's. Uh, he makes fun of his lisp, which got an enormous reaction. Well, you don't make fun. Did you ever, ever hear of anyone make fun of Dusty's lisp ever? Like, I mean, it's just not something you, you do. Yes. Because yeah. it's like an actual thing. But I, Cody gave him the okay. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. He dares Cody to fire him, but he won't. And that all Cody wants to do is put his hands on MJF, and so do the people. He emphatically says that he's on. No, he, he says the fight's on, but with a big butt. He's not going to say it in Honkyville, Texas, but in Jacksonville. MJF says he's in control and that he's better than him and he knows it. 
someone this young should not be this incredible on the mic. This dude is 23 years old. Like this put whatever match these two have with each other like in a like in a whole nother level. And yeah. it makes you really consider uh when that full gear angle happened, like most like I thought it was too soon, but like seeing how good MJF is, I can't I I would have done I would have turned him as soon as I could as well. Well, I'm just glad it's making sense with the but with the yeah, well, it's not really the butcher and blade thing with with MJF and Cody that doesn't make any sense. I think that's just going to be a one-off. I think Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. They could just they can run it back with our with Darby Allen. And I can kind of see I mean, I know Dar- Oh yeah. Um I forgot to say Darby Allen, he put out a tweet saying, "We'll take care of Butcher and the Blade." And then after that, you we had we had a draw against each other. I want to wrestle you. It just seems to me Cody has a million fucking things on his table right now. Oh, he's like, dude, I'm busy. I'm sorry. I don't want to have another match with Butcher and the Blade. I'm sorry. And I just think no. Yeah. Anyways, Dark Order video. Uh, so it's establishing the fact that it's a group that preys on jobbers. Like in this case, it's the Beaver Boys. Uh, you had uh, one of the Beaver Boys going through Alex. Yeah, Alex. He's something. Yeah, Laying in bed go- and watching. He's on his hotel. He's in a hotel room going through like going through his phone, AEW Dark Spoilers. And uh, <laughs> there was that. an on-demand like hotel thing. Like I saw this video and I'm like, man, this was a segment really written by wrestlers because I can imagine well, so is- many of them are just so bored in a hotel room watching television and not even like not even the what's on TV, just whatever the te- whatever the television is default on and yeah. then just going through their phone. Well, this is a uh, it when it first started, I thought it would kind of, and plus the guy Alex kind of looks like uh, was it Matt Jackson. I thought it was a clip from being the elite at first. It seemed very being the elite esque. Yeah, because the old because being the elite, like they are kind of stepping up their production as well, yeah. and it's starting. The lines are starting to kind of blur a little bit. Exactly. Um, um, but no, it's it was it was fun. You know, the the leader of the Dark Order or whoever this fucking guy is. I think I think he's pretty good. Is is this the leader of the Dark Order? Because I thought Evil. No, I think Uno. he's just a spokesperson, and Stu Grayson or um, <laughs> Evil Uno is really just like the the not the brains of the operation. What I th- he's kind of just. He's kind of just like the symbol, the face of it. Okay, well, what happened in, in, in the video? Oh, they just they they it's just a bunch of dark order shit sublim- being subliminally advertised it's through like, that uh, yeah. hotel. He's like, check door. out the lobby in our pool. Yeah. Also, do you not want to be a jobber anymore? Yeah. So, also, check out our mini bar. Come on, Alex. He's I think on this. The I, yeah, and I think this has been their best video so far because. Really? Because it was it, cool. because I thought it like it really kind of hammered in what Dark Order is eventually going to be in a in the strict sense of the AEW context. Like they want to they want a bunch of people who are not good, in fact, who are jobbers, who are a bunch of unknowns. Do you want to you know get back to your winning ways? Join the Dark Order yeah. and all this other stuff. They're yeah. trying to prey on vulnerable people as as cults do. Well, I think they're they're going to re- start replacing the nameless creepers with creepers with names. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, Did you get any update from joining the Dark Order? Because I know you. No, remember. I didn't get any update. I don't think they want me. That's too bad. They, they, because got, you're because you're winning too this much. Guy's winning way too much. Oh my god. Um, but no. Okay. What I took from this is that Evil Uno is the spokesperson guy, but he turned he transforms into him. The only reason I say this is because there was a scene where Evil Uno has the mask on, but he's also wearing the exact same thing that the spokesperson was wearing. So I don't know. It's just weird. As long as he you know puts his shirt on, that's all right. Yeah. Big Swole. Don't body shame, okay? Dude, come on, man. Big Swole versus Emi Sakura. Big Swole's Dynamite debut, who was formerly known as Ariel Monroe in the Mae Young Classic last year. She's also married to Cedric Alexander. Save your man, Swole. Um, Yeah. 
Uh, Greco-Roman knuckle lock with swole. Oh, he's going to go to AEW, but Renee end. Young, she's staying. Okay, no, let's continue then. It's fine. It's, it's There's levels to this, Corey. <laughs> Greco-Roman knuckle lock with swole at the advantage. Sakura uh, flips swole with her own hair, not once but twice. Romero special from Sakura all around the ring. Uh, Sakura uses her mic stand, but swole gets it and does a James Brown commercial. Uh, James Brown impersonation in which Tony asks if she feels good, which got a laugh out of me. Got a laugh out of me. Twisting Vader Fucking bomb. Tony, man. Yeah, he's great. Tony. Twisting Twisting Vader bomb for two swole for a two count. Striking exchange between the two. Ripcord lariat dubbed Dirty Dancing. Pin Sakura for the win to a shock to Karoshida, where she's like, oh. Well, I guess no, that's going to happen now. If you're not on the show, you're going to be in the crowd, at least with the women's division. Yeah. Because the past couple of weeks, like, you know, Adam Cole's girlfriend yeah. was in the. Uh, or, or sorry. No, Britt Baker. Come on. Yeah, Britt Baker. She boyfriend. did the. She did the. She did the face thing. Yeah. She did the challenge. Well, they said yeah, but I no. Uh, what any, any? I thought. I thought this was a good debut for uh, Big Swole. I did not think this was a good match at all. I think no. Emi Sakura was a bit well, of Big a detriment. S- Big Swole's been. She's had a couple of matches. Not. S- yeah, but I'm talking about. I'm. I'm talking about a dynamite debut. You know, oh, she's not dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, this so is her first win too. And she's which, officially signed with AEW now. Course, congratulations, yeah. Big Swole. Her and Chris Detlander, yes, who will be wrestling Britt Baker for the number one contendership of the women's championship next week. That's the gonna alien. be a good one, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I didn't think again, I didn't think the match was any good. Uh, Emmy, I just don't. I think Emmy Sakura has been sort of, I don't want to, I don't want to go as far as to call her bad, but she hasn't been impressing me much in her matches in dynamite like no. I'm sh- i don't want again like i just don't want to go as far as to say she's terrible because she got I hate her character and... i love yeah Mercury. i'm I not in character. yeah i think that's also just kind of just a weird dynamic of like a message you're trying to send like oh okay so she's trying to be freddie mercury so we just hate freddie mercury now no i don't especially when chris daniels does it too and i feel like he does a better job being freddie mercury yeah, he does. than emmy sakura yeah, he does. because he actually you know that microphone's actually live and he actually sings into yeah. it but um because if, that's, if that's she chris can sing and she did the yeah, yeah. If she can do that, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But she can't. Or at least I don't know if she can. She should. Uh, Pack interview. He says he came to the company for opportunity, but faced nothing but injustice. Oh, that fucking asshole. He should, Justin Roberts should just say, he is a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he says he came to the company for opportunity, but faced nothing but injustice. Uh, he put out dominating performance after dominating performance and asks for his rubber match or else he won't be held accountable for what happens Against next. Kenny Omega? Yeah. Oh, and okay. then just right up there, an, abru- an abrupt quick cut to Kip Sabian's entrance. Like it was a movie. I kind of liked it. Um, Kip Sabian and Sean Spears versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Totally picture in picture. He talks about what makes a great tag, and that's the goal. It, Thanks, Tully. Totally. Is Sean Spears going in the tag division? I don't know. So I don't know, Corey. What I'm thinking is that they couldn't find anything for him in WWE, and now they can't find anything for him in AEW. Um, that's what's starting. But to seem here's like. the thing. Here's the thing that um that here's another point that I, I like the guy too. That's the thing. So apparently Spears is at a four match winning streak. Um, as of this match. Yeah. As of this match, he was on a four match winning streak, and I just thought like, man, they're probably gonna do something with Sean Spears, but. And apparently they are doing something because considering the Joey Janela thing. Page and Sabian to start. Page does a great kick to Sabian's midsection. Page tags to Kenny and they both chop Kip a lot. Penelope Ford, Hurricane Rana, a la Zelina Vega to Page. Uh, Spears distracts the ref so Ford can do the China somersault elbows. Is this where Jim Ross called uh, Penelope Ford a bad girl? They're like, no, 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 no. She's super bad. Yeah, because Joey Janela and they're no longer with each other. And then Jim Ross goes, oh. 
Oh, he, here go Jim he, Ross he making another up, mistake again. Messed up again. And sorry, guys. I legit felt bad for Jim Ross at that moment, dude. I was like, oh, poor Jim. No, it's okay. Don't worry. We still love you. I don't know, man. They're they're definitely some days where I think like no, Jim Ross are. is probably Jim Ross got to read the room on this. Thing. There there are, but at some certain point, I just start feeling bad for him because like he's older. And then he calls Emmy Sakura Oriental, and it's all and I feel a lot better now. Wait, did he? What? You didn't know? But dude, I, I this was all that. over Dynamite. I didn't hear that. Yeah, because we didn't review that show that week. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. V-Trigger needed saving, but both stagger. The lights go out, and we see Tully Blanchard get bound and tied to a chair from Joey Janela to no reaction as Spears attacks Joey to the outside. It was like, weird. It was very weird because I think... The the lights out that just was not necessary. Well, the fact was that not necessary at all. Like he could have just bound and gagged Tully Blanchard on a wheelchair. He could have just wheeled him out, and it could have just been the same effect. But then, like it just it ruined the flow of the match at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it just it. seemed weird because you know, like now we're spo- are we supposed to feel sympathetic towards Spears? Like I don't know. Nor maybe or it's just Joey Janela being a bad boy. But yeah, uh, V trigger. Yeah, V triggered. Uh, let me just uh, finish yeah. the match here. Uh, V-Trigger to Sabian, but Paige tags himself in for the buckshot lariat to a confused Omega. Huh? Yeah, this, so, you, what were you saying about Tully Blanchard? I, I, I wonder, since they're looking for a partner for Spears, I wonder if they're going to do that thing, the bar kind of thing, and they're go back and forth, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're both. I think this just further advances the storyline between partners and Spears, now. and they just don't have enough time to really flesh that out. It just seems like very push, like rushed together, this whole feud, and I don't know where it's going, so. We'll see. Uh, but so the the finish of that match where Adam Page he stole forces, the victory. He stole the victory. I think this sets the table for Page being more aggressive to get wins. And I don't necessarily see him going full heel. I think this is AEW's way of really just adding more nuance to the certain storylines. Um, I think Adam Page is just I, I, him being with being like the, I see this as a build up towards a rivalry between Page and Kenny Omega, and I feel like. This is a direction both these guys I I'm not against at all. I think it's gonna I be think a, this is gonna be I think whatever match these guys have between each other are is gonna be automatically fantastic. I don't think it's gonna be a heel face dynamic. I think it's gonna be a somebody has too much arrogance and somebody just isn't like wants you know what I mean like or I no or somebody Hangman Page is gonna have too much arrogance and be like, No, Kenny, I need to get back on my winning ways, I need to beat you. He needs to But like, he's not full heel, he just he knows what he needs to do. Yeah. So he's just like, but at what cost? You know? And then eventually someone will attack the ring and they'll be like, he'll save Kenny Omega from, I don't fucking know. Or just like, no matter what, I, yeah. It's it's something for it's something for both guys to be doing. Um, yeah, because Kenny Omega doesn't have anything else to do. I mean, a program between these guys will, will they'll elevate each other. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm most I'm lightweight, kind of looking forward to. Well, see I don't really need, we don't need to elevate Kenny Omega. Well, it's AEW. Everyone needs to be elevated. Never mind. Keep going. Just sign Will Osprey. Everyone gets elevated uh, to the sky. Whoa! Oh! Oh! Brandy video. Brandy runs down the women's division and teases another member. That's all I cared about. And that's the guy. All. A guy, right? It's, uh, apparently, it's Dustin. It looks like Dustin. No, it's not Dustin. It's, it's Dustin. No, there's a guy. No, there's a guy who like Reddit cops already just knew. Like, oh wait, it's this guy. I forgot his name. It comes out. He did like he helps out with pro wrestling tees and he worked there and then he got a match. He, Ryan Barkin. No, no, no. He um he. He was in the fucking Rumble. I forgot his name. He had like yellow face paint and all this stuff. Apparently, he might be a member of whatever the fuck Brandy's doing. Okay, so this, yeah, uh, this whole segment, she's talking about, you know, she's talking about everyone. He kisses the guy's like she head. Kisses his head, and that's. And I'm like, lucky dude. Well, she talks. She even talks about Cody in the video. Like, no, no, no. Till next week. Yeah, and I when I thought that happened, I was like, dude, this is the slow turn. Eventually, 
Cody's going to be folded into this. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that's just, I mean, I, I don't know what else is going to happen because she talks about her husband. I can see them just saying like, oh, yeah, no, she's doing that thing. I'm doing this thing. Well, that's exactly what that is, exactly what they established from the get Eventually, though, in storyline, husband and wife need to be united or divided. Because people are people are because uh, people are defined by who they marry. No, but in a real marriage, you're either united or you're divided. And that's just truth, man. There's no relationship where it's like, ah, you know, we're gonna, I'm gonna come on eat dinner and you know, we're gonna have sex and I'm gonna go the next morning and she's gonna be evil. I'm gonna be good, <gasps> whatever. Actually, that sounds like my last relationship. But anyways, continue. I don't know if that's a humble brag or not. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Chris Jericho comes out and kicks out Excalibur and Tony on commentary. It's Get like out of here! Like I wanted to kick Corey out of this conversation. Leave <laughs> me alone. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Luchasaurus. It's a pinball match. Sammy's selling to Lucha, who stands and takes him while he just does other shit, and Sammy just sells for it. Spill to the outside. Jericho is not to- is totally not over about all the comments of over his misuse of the word lexicon last week. Um, did you hear about that? What? Where like everybody on Twitter is like, that's not a real proper use of the word lexicon. Well, you can't, a lexicon is a list, of, is a list of words. Uh, so there's words. Greek derivative of the word lexus, which means word. All I know is that he was wrong again. Yeah. And that was funny because, you know, Whatever. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. He's great on the mic. Chris Jericho also talks like he's a parent in their kid's soccer game. Like, yeah, Sammy, go. Yeah. No, no, don't do that. Oh, oh he God. was so good on the mic that event. There were some points where he he took the lead because it came back from break. And he goes, and we're back here on AEW Dynamite. And, I'm he Chris also, Jericho. and he also does not like bury Luchasaurus. He actually straight up just puts him over sometimes like mm-hmm. he's a big guy. He's uh he's he's at, like deceptively agile. Like he, because he doesn't want to piss off like just like with Moxley. He doesn't want to piss off Moxley. So he's not he's there to help. No. But then like it's just even like even within strictly kayfabe, he kind of just puts over Luchasaurus' size yeah. and adva- any any of all advantages he has over Sammy Guevara. Even, Guevara. He's just not going to blindly just say Sammy's got this, which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, what are we? Uh, educated feed offense from Lucha, which I thought was not great. Uh, reverse slam to Guevara for the pin and win. And immediately Jericho and Hager attack post-match. Hager, uh, there was a br- commentary, yeah. by the way. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. Uh, brawl between everybody. Dr- Jungle Boy does a cradle pin on Jericho in which Marco Stunt counts the mats at three. And so like, you got me, I got him, and all this other stuff. It's not official. It's unofficial, but, you know, it's still ca- it, it's still counted. Like, it doesn't count, but Marco Stunt did the count. Yes. You know what I mean? They did a mock count. Yeah. Um, I think... He's going to go 10 minutes with Jericho next He's going to go 10 minutes, and when they say 10 minutes has passed, the crowd is going to be really fucking crazy for that. But I think there could have been better ways to really put over Jungle Boy. I think... I know they didn't want. They wanted to save him until next week, but I think Jungle Boy should have wrestled Sammy Guevara instead of Luchasaurus. I know they want Luchasaurus to like have some win wins and, some, have, like, and ex- something in his record, but I think it would have been a lot more effective if Jungle Boy was the one wrestling Sammy Guevara in a regular aspect. They match. have like the same body type too, which I was looking at the other night. Yeah. Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy. Yeah, he got a Sammy Guevara got a really big wedgie when he got grabbed by Luchasaurus. And well, he's face. also wearing tights that are like two sizes too small. Everyone's yeah, been saying you know, that. He is a Spanish god. Yeah, some would say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. It's way better than the build they did with Scorpio Sky. Um, oh yeah. But yeah. that's not really saying uh, much. I like the Scorpio Sky build. I don't I really enjoy no, it. No, no, because he. I feel like he was. It wasn't a. It wasn't enough about Scorpio Sky. It was just more about SCU. SCU. And I think Scorpio Sky is good enough on the mic to really carry himself into a television title program. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like I'm not saying he's at the level of Cody, but you know he's he's not terrible. Yeah. But with Jungle Boy, 
yeah, maybe like he was clearly nervous last week when he like was talking I, to I Jericho. Like, last ten minutes with you, I swear, yeah, yeah, or two weeks ago. And so maybe that's the reason why he wasn't really in a big of spot of a spotlight as he was. Yeah, you as you would expect. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that match next week. Um, it's. They never said it was for the title, right? No, it's non-title. Ten. It's minutes. a non-title, but it's but it's ten minute time limit. Yeah. Okay. So the match was going to end at ten. So minutes. I think it's going to. Hey, so, last at ten minutes. And so like they're going to have this. I'm will. Okay, I'm going to predict that he's going to have Jungle Boy and the Lion Tamer, and then he's going to beat the count. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's going to be and that's going to be a great spot. He's going to and he's going to be the one to take that Lion Tamer longer than everybody. He's going to tap at ten oh one. Yeah, and he'll he'll be like he'll let go, and he'll be like, no, no, he lasted ten minutes. He'll be like, what? Well, it's gonna it's gonna end. That's the limit. Well, it's, right? a, it's a draw. He's, he's gonna think that he tapped out. And he's not gonna be looking at the, yeah. the the number or whatever. I think actually this is leading up to um, Jungle Boy versus Jericho on the cruise. I that for the title. I mean, that could be. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that yeah. could be all right. Yeah, but we'll see. Jungle Boy, it's really fucking crazy to me. Like just two years ago, I saw this dude at the Cow Palace being oh. as over as he was in a in a battle royale. Oh, you were there. You were at that show where he jumped in that battle royale, and I was like, "This guy's gonna be fucking awesome." Like I, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't with know, each other. But I was thinking in my head yeah. when he came to that battle royale. I was like, this "So guy. many people were going fucking crazy." Lars Fredrickson, not yeah, Lars Fredrickson from oh, Rancid. Yeah. He was just like, "Yeah, look at him." Yeah, <laughs> that's not how he sounds. Like yeah, that. look at him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, he's not, he's definitely, he's just definitely their guy. He's a, he's a project. I don't like calling people projects, but I will give, I will call Jungle Boy project. Yeah. And yeah. Pay-per-view announcement for a date. You can only say every four years, February 29th, 2020, AEW revolution in Chicago. Again? Yeah. Fucking Christ, dude. I think okay, there's there's probably a reason why they go to Chicago. It's because they they're know. getting a good price. No, they're not getting a good price. They just know they'll sell out. Why are they staying in the East Coast though? Because they're fucking cowards, Corey. Like, <laughs> they don't they, want the perception. Okay, no, I don't want to call them cowards. They just want to do a good I I really just do feel it's like playing the, it safe though, dude. And it's like you're 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 overflooding that market. And I know and dude, like you're not the only person who thinks this way. I know. I, no, I am. I might be. I know I think you do. Um, but you, you I really do hope there's, they know that there's another side of the country. Right? Would you drive to Sacramento if there was a show in Sacramento, AEW? Um, if I'm not the only one. Yes. Okay. Then we're going to AEW in Sacramento. Great. Yeah. Hopefully uh, Oakland. Anyways, let's At continue. least the Bucks got to know they're from SoCal, right? A what? Okay. <laughs> Guys, uh, Cody, Tony, uh, Kenny, you know, there's this place that we were from. It's called California. It's all the way, uh, up West. Uh, it's a. I, I'm you, guys are, you guys you guys are born know, there. You, you guys know what this is, right? Yeah, Rancho Cucamonga. It's close by, right? What's yeah. ca- and they're like, what's California? Oh, it's the state that we're from. Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. They're really just. I was super. They're really grandfathering themselves they into. Could've, they could have put any. Especially, I thought they were building. I thought they were moving more west because they're going to like Texas. Yeah. And I thought maybe Vegas. It's a road movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, and then do a cannonball run type situation between each show. Yeah. Who would be Dom DeLuise in that situation? I don't know, because all I know is the name of the show and the, or the movie and the premise. Who would be Burt Reynolds in that situation? Oh, definitely Cody. Oh, then that means Brandy is Sally Fields. He'd have a platinum Have you ever mustache. seen Brick Cannonball Run? No, I just said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Main okay. event time. Proud and Powerful versus The Young Bucks in a Turkish street fight. Um, the you rules uh, false count anywhere. No disqualifications. It fucking counts. But this is sanctioned. This, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It fucking counts. 
Uh, before the Bucks can do the entrance, Santana Ortiz beat them up, teased the table spot, Indy Taker to, and then Indy Taker to Sammy, who was also there. Nick Jackson, uh, Moonsault Ortiz on the table for a two count. So but did you hear about this in Wrestling Observer Radio, according uh, to Dave, oh, that, that Nick that. Jackson suffered like this really, really bad, like flu, had flu-like was symptoms? Was it Nick or Matt? It was Nick. Okay. Which makes that table spot even crazier. Or I mean, any, uh, this whole entire match. That means all crazy. of them are going to be out next week. You think so? They're no. all going to be sick. They're uh, all going to be fucking you sick. You mean like SO's proud and powerful? It's flu-like. It's not contagious or anything. Uh, anyways. Anyway. But what, what was up with Brandon Cutler coming out? Uh, was he like trying he, to like he was just join another, the inner I, circle or something? I think he was just another. I mean, he's probably filming. He's pro- a probably filming for being the elite, and B they just need another body to just you know take bumps. For. To me, it seemed like he came they wanted. Out and yeah. He was trying to join the inner circle, and they were like, "Get the fuck out of here! We don't want." No, this. he was trying to. He was trying to protect Bucks from the inner. circle. I thought he was beating up on the the Bucks. You need to watch that again. Okay. Elevated drop kick to Santana. Ortiz tosses Santana and the uh, the Mad Ball and hits both Bucks with them. Nick gets a trash bin on him as he kneels at Santana, and Ortiz hits him with the Mad ball and the kendo stick which i thought looked hilarious Uh, matt brings a dallas cowboys helmet to a big reaction and spears the both of them and one of my favorite uh, chants of the night after that spot was everybody was chanting cowboy shit cowboy shit (laughs) yeah where Uh, were they were they in texas they were in dallas okay that's why Uh, everyone goes through a table 450 splash from nick to ortiz on the trash bin hager gets rick Knox out of the ring nick jackson accidentally see a kicks Knox all the way to fucking houston looked gnarly uh more it looked like he knocked a tooth out of his mouth i wouldn't be surprised uh more bang for your buck to ortiz but Knox is down for the count aubrey comes out to a big reaction she does the whole uh little nature running to the ring kind of deal yeah yeah uh, which you know is always going to get a kick out of me nick goes through a table after countering another Melter driver, Street Sweeper on Mac, but Nick stops the count by dragging Aubrey out of the ring. And apparently, she had a, a little. According to her Twitter account, she got a scrape from her elbow oh, no. when she got a uh, when she got dragged out of the ring. Oh, no. Yeah, she made a little boo boo face afterwards. It looked nice. Well, not impressed. Yeah. Um. Where are we? Oh, or I saw. I wrote on my notes here. Ortiz is wearing these toe shoes. Incredible heel work, in my opinion. I want this man to fucking die. <laughs> I noticed that when he got pinned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. Santana goes through table. Malta driver through the damn chair on Ortiz for the pin and win. And the Young Bucks are your number one contender for the tag titles. I thought this was a really, really super match. But I thought the reaction to the finish was a little bit tepid because yeah. you can't help but think it's because of the amount of spots that happened in the amount of time and the volume of it. And I think had they spaced out more, had they spaced the spots out a little bit more, um, the crowd wouldn't have burned out as as much as they did. Yeah. But I thought it was a great match. Um, yeah, yeah. It was but, good. And it's really interesting for me to see the Bucks be number one title contenders to a point where I feel like they should win that next week. I think they're going to win the titles next week. That would, I mean, it would be a great, it would be something to cap off the year with, you know, because they can't lose again, dude, especially in a big match. situation. You could because of that match. They just won one. No, because they won because they won a match, but then, you know, they had great cost of their bodies. Like, didn't you say that they, they all, they're all going to get sick. They're all gonna, like, they could still sell that finish. They yeah. went through it. They went through That's a true. hardcore match. Their body's been through hell. Uh, that just puts SCU in an advantage of that. Texas street fight. Yeah, it was a Texas street fight. And that's, Unlike a Texas death match. So you can definitely, you know, have that on your have that on your back as far as like getting SCU over. But SCU. I, I mean, if it was up to me, I'd, if it was up to me, the I Bucks. Keep, if it was up to me, the Bucks should have won that tournament first and foremost. But I, yeah. the tournament went the way I wanted. So 
I wanted SCU to win, and they won. I think I don't think they should lose next week, though. I think it might happen, but I don't think they should. I don't want them to. Is that, what I'm fair enough. Honestly, yeah, I think title. I think these title reigns need to mean something. And I think SCU is a great tag team to elevate that division. I think if Young Bucks just get it, it's just like, it, it's just like, oh, I don't, okay, Bucks got it, great. But I think if the Bucks get it, that reaction, the, like the reactions are going to be. Because I, I think the Bucks don't. Like they're just they're they're so big on their own. I, but Whereas I still see you. You'd be like, oh, they're the tag champions. So I don't know. I mean, it's all in the execution. Like they they could have a super match with the Bucks winning, and it could come off as like an awesome kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and then the Butcher and the Blade come, and they want the tag team titles. Like the, I could see them. I can see the t- titles being hot potato as they are because that division has is really deep, and they just want more variety in matches. And at then that Sean point. Spears and Joey Janelle win the titles. I want Jurassic Express to win those titles eventually. I know it'll happen eventually, but oh well. Let's. Uh, let's I thought it was a pretty good dynamite. Um, better than last week. It's um, good. It's good. Yeah. it's like but it was clearly just a build up to next week's show, which I am last show of the way year. more. Yeah, way more anticipated. Is it really? You think they're really gonna not do anything? They're just gonna have a rerun. Like I would love just like there's a not special- gonna be a show on Christmas. They're gonna uh, yeah, be, but then don't you think... play Christmas movies on TNT. Oh, yeah, Christmas Story, it's, huh? Yeah, some oh, yeah. Christmas shit. Like, yeah, Christmas. <laughs> Miracle on 34th. Hosted by Adam Page. Cowboy <laughs> Christmas shit. Welcome back to Cowboy Christmas shit. Um, his, uh, by the way, uh, me, his, his theme um, song at, is yeah. like... His theme song, I heard it the, the other day like for like an Outback Steakhouse commercial or something. Good. It was like the exact same song. Good. And it was, yeah, great show. I loved it. Well, not great. It was a good show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, but, Yeah. Let's shall we continue to yeah. NOW or as someone call it NXT. Yeah, I can't. Re- but then call is back. It, isn't it also kind of a? I'm I am really trying to form an actual opinion about this Dynamite show, but I thought it was just yeah, it was okay. I enjoyed it more than NXT. No, yeah, I enjoyed it more than NXT all the way through. I think there were spots. I think the high. I think NXT had higher highs than NOW, but they also had lower lows. There was no creamy middle. No, there was no creamy middle. <sighs> Anyways, let's continue to NXT from the NXT Arena, formerly known as the Full Sail Arena. Uh, I kicked off with Adam Cole in the production truck saying the winner of tonight's match, the three-way match between Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, and Finn Balor, uh, he, um, the only punch is their ticket to lose next week to him. So I thought it was cool. I like the opening. I like when they open, they do segments in the production truck. It reminds me of that show they had on USA way back when. I have something to say about that when main event time comes. Main event. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Angel kicked off of the show with Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. Uh, first off, Leo Rush comes out looking like he's taking fashion tips between Velveteen Dream and Kazuchika Okada because it did look like an amalgam of the two. Fair enough. Like he looked like, you know, that amal- the amalgam universe, comic book wise. They had like oh, the yeah. Wolverine Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That he was the amalgam of Dream and Okada. Uh, Rush kind of getting booed when he came out to the ring because he's against Angel Garza, who's the babyface. I can't. I don't blame them. The babiest of faces, and especially after this match, I don't blame them. Unless it's Zaya Brookside, she has a more baby face. Nonetheless, uh, let's see. Kind of a sloppy back and forth to begin the match. I will say that they were just kind of slapping each other. Well, because because uh, of the way the nature, like because the way it was it's booked, so much like, energy. Well, because these guys wanted to kill each other from the get go. You know, Leo Rush just ain't fucking playing around. Uh, Rush kind of missed a springboard stunner off the bottom rope, gets uh, drop kicked in the face. Garza ties Rush in the corner, kind of like a Shadow Dreams position, uh, gives him multiple strikes, and then eventually a super kick to the face, um, it, which is funny because I'm like, Rush, you could just take your arms out and just, it's fine. It's wrestling. I know. 
avalanche Spanish fly to uh, Rush, followed by a kick out. Oh, Garza actually hit one of the bottom rope uh, stunners to Rush, uh, which they eventually started trading moves. Eventually, super kick to Garza, followed by a super kick to Rush. Both men fall exhausted. That's when Leo Rush hits a winged clipper to Garza, followed by a kick out. Garza gets Rush on his shoulders, uh, throws him into the ropes. Rush uses the momentum to execute a sitting springboard stunner. Uh, final hour to Garza, followed by another kick out. Uh, final hour to the outside. But Garza gets his knees up um, for Leo Rush. Wing clipper to Rush, followed by a kick out. And then I guess the clipper lock, which is a reverse full Nelson. Uh-huh. Uh, they called it the clipper lock? I don't know. I thought they said the wing clipper Let's lock. Let's just call it the wing clipper lock. Um, to Rush and the submission. And you're new. NXT Cruiser weight champion, uh, Angel Garza. I thought this match was fantastic. Um, it was a, a super hot way to start the show. I think there's some like I think Garza is. I think he's just well on the cusp of becoming a complete package for the company. He is. Yeah. I think he is everything that they want out of Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Um, like, but then I don't. But then it's just that Angel Garza. Look where Angel Garza is, and look where Umberto Carrillo is. Yeah, Garza's an NXT. Carrillo is not. So I think, yeah. And then and then after he the just, no, But then I also just think the way they the the it's the way they've treated Leo Rush in his title reign. That dude has that dude had a really really great run as well. You know he's. Well, most I think it's mostly been defined by his matches with Garza. He's the one that took the NX, the cruiserweight title into what it is now, and that's awesome, and I appreciate that yeah. because the last champion was Drew Gulak, right? Yeah, and so and, and that was like the two hundred five live era. And you got to think about where Leo Rush was six months ago, being Lashley's manager and just being relegated to just you know going to the crowd, and just shouting out Lashley as I love Lashley how spreads his ass look where, towards everybody. Look where Bobby Lashley is now, and look where fucking Rush is. Oh, geez, Although Lashley's probably getting paid way more. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure, just, whatever. But um, I just, the, I'm just so proud of both of what the both of these guys have yeah. gotten out of each other. I um, think Rush is going to go back to being a heel too. I think he already was a heel. I no. think, he, dude, that dude. I mean, okay. Oh yeah, kind of, in the match. Yeah, I kind of saw shades of it uh, when you know, especially before the bell ringing, him yeah. kind of going after Garza. And uh, did you talk about that one spot where like they kept throughout the entire match they teased the, him taking uh, Garza taking off the pants, he and then the, the only off. Yeah, no, the thing is, it's um they the the commentary brought this up when um after after the final hour or whatever move happened he uh, garza was trying to get himself out of the ring but he still had the pants on yeah and then leo rush grabs him grab he grabs the, pan. the pants and pulls them off and just pulls them off so he wasn't able to grab garza and garza was able to roll out the ring well that was I, an ultimate which, face maneuver which i thought was an amazing spot like oh the irony he just, leo rush well, after, I, after all these times that leo rush stops garza from removing the pants if he just made uh, garza remove the pants he wouldn't have, he could have able, easily able to just keep Garza in the ring, yeah. thus pinning him and winning. I thought that was a great. Or he would have just detail. exposed his dick. You know, that's then everybody wins. Hey, amen. That booty on Garza. But you know who else wins? But after the match, there was some. Uh, Somebody you know, Garza. Won. Well, I think they both won. I think two people won. Okay. Um, after the match, there was Garza grabbed the mic and uh, you know I'm just gonna let you listen. But I want to I want to tell you something. There's We're not gonna get flagged by this, right? That are my entire life. The first one is wrestling. The second so he one, has a pretty good voice. He's all the support yeah. of that WWE NXT yeah. universe. The third one, it's my family. This guy, like, honestly, like, In the fourth one, this guy's the limit. Limits, limits his remaining roster. His girlfriend's very good looking, too. 
Yeah, I mean, you know. So is he. It's just that, you know. Yeah, it all it all evens out. I'd rather watch them than Casey Cannonsar and Ricochet. He's my girlfriend. And I want all the MXT. All the girls know at that point. And then the guys figure it out. All the girls, all the guys booing like, aw, she's getting money. All the gay guys are like, boo. Put your, keep your pants on. Anyway, yeah, Anyways, you could probably. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations to Garza and girl. Garza and, and, and the future Mrs. Garza. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Garza. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the part of the Garza family heritage now. Quite, quite a night for that guy. And, one, and his, his mom was there. And none of this was like planned, I guess. Like she didn't know he was proposing and he didn't know she was coming. And like they did this during the commercial break, but then after the after they went to after they came back from commercial, they showed it. Oh, they which had I, yeah, which is which is great, fucking great. But can you imagine if they didn't if like if they didn't cut the commercial? I guess that's where they planned things. Like okay, if you're gonna propose, let's just do it in the commercial, and then we'll just show it afterwards. Yeah, uh, we go to the next match: Raul Mendoza versus Cameron Grimes. Okay, Corey, I gotta tell you something here. Um, after all these matches with Raul Mendoza, like this guy, he keeps on losing, and I keep on betting on him all the goddamn time. I'm nearly broke because of these matches now. So you're done betting on him. I'm done betting on Raul Mendoza. I'm gonna put all my money on Cameron Grimes, and because I, I think this is a sure bet. If I th- think I've done the math here, I'm going. I think I'm gonna even things out. If Raul, if uh, Cameron. Grimes ekes out this victory against Raul Mendoza. Well, there's a handicap on this because Kushida makes his way to the ring. Um, and, you know, he's out ringside too. So he's uh, against, he's been going back and forth with Cameron Grimes the past couple of weeks. We didn't do a show last week. Uh, but the bell rings. Uh, Mendoza attacks the start. Okay. Uh, Mendoza uh, unloads and Gar's, or Grimes goes to the floor uh, for a breather. Mendoza okay. goes. Grimes to is the looking good right now. My, my, my fight money is looking real nice. Mendo- Mendoza goes to the top ropes, leaps for a corkscrew for a pop. Uh, Mendoza oh, brings it back for a pop. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Mendoza brings it back, but misses a uh, misses short from up top. Gar- Grimes collides midair, uh, takes him down. Kushida appears at ringside now, what? taunting Grimes. Really? Uh, as fans chant his name, Kushida. Kushida, Kushida, get the fuck out of there, Kushida. Uh, Mendoza and Grimes continue to go at it. Fans at chant it, for Kushida to take Grimes' hat. My money is not on Mendoza this time, so and, you better win this, Grimes. And he takes the hat. Kushida takes his hat, Grimes' <laughs> hat, and then all of a sudden, Mendoza. Well, what the fuck is he? The Repo Man? And uh, Mendoza with his best Randy Orton impersonation out of nowhere pin and gets the pin on Cameron Grimes. You could have made all your money back right there. Fuck. Yeah, it's fucking shit. Suck. Oh, God. Do it live. Uh, yeah, no, so Mendoza, she, he gets a win. Okay, I guess. Oh, what? <sighs> I feel like Mendoza's just the guy to say yes to everything in WWE. Yes. They're like. They're like, will you uh, job? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Will you? Do- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, can we attack you on the way? Out? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Do I get a paycheck? Uh, right on. I think Mendoza. I mean, I think this is just. I think this is gonna Kushida as as great as he is. He's gonna fight for his baby Yoda daughter. Um, Wait, what? Did you watch that Kushida video last week no. where he fights with his daughter? I'll be honest. We well, I I skipped through NXT. It was incredible, dude. It, no. Go out of your way to watch that video where he's fighting his family. Look at like watch his baby daughter is the her his baby daughter is the most adorable thing in WWE uh, since Birdie. Yeah, I think they got. I think that's a WrestleMania main event right there. Wow! Now now you got to have the heel. Um, God, what's Miz's daughter's name? Uh, <sighs> Little Mizette. I don't whatever. know. Next up, we have clips from the Shayna Baszler uh, I'm documentary broke on. Um, 
on, I guess, the WWE Network. It's premiering. It premiered last night. Or tonight, or wait, whatever. right after NXT, they were no, oh, no, that was the why, what Go we're ahead. talking about the Shayna Baszler uh documentary. They're making it okay, so they're making a Shayna Baszler documentary. Uh, this is a clip from her. Uh, Here's all the people I beat. She's working on her car because she's not like a Tesla. Oh, I thought this was just like in promotion for the I thought they said this was a clip from like WWE 24 or something they're doing on her. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, they uh, film everything for at everyone, which by the, the way, they need just to get those fucking people to do every video package for them from now on. Just you know what I mean? Just NXT is not the main roster, Corey. I know. It's just it's that's just the way it is. Um. This is really I, li- I really like this though because she's uh, working on her car in the garage, a '69 Ford Mustang. She says she's like a like the, like that car. She's not like the Teslas nowadays, running around ring because everyone wants to be a Tesla. So she calls herself a '69 whatever '69 Ford Mustang. She's built tough, unlike the Teslas running and flipping around the ring. She calls herself old fashioned. She, uh, Baszler then goes to the list of the flavor of the months that she's beaten. Um, even uh, Ember Moon when she beat for the title, um, Dakota Kai. And others. So I just don't remember all people she beat. I'm sure I could if I thought about it, but I don't want to take my time. Um, good video package, though. I, I like Shayna Baszler, but it's time for her to go to main roster. Just like I say, every single week. And I think it will next week. Next week, we're going to have a uh, women's title match, uh, which I think is strange because the last women's title match on NXT was the same time as the um, AEW women's title match. And then next week, we're going to have a women's title match as well on AEW. So it's just they're having... Uh, at the same time, coincidentally. Hey, more women's wrestling. That's awesome. I just It's just weird how they're happening at the exact same time, two times in a row. So. Yes. Uh, let's see. We have a Finn Balor video package. Uh, says he's the one who built this place. Uh, he says, how long has Keith Lee been relevant? Three weeks. Tommaso, Ch- Tommaso Ciampa calls the title Goldie. Breaking news, Corey. Oh, shit. People.com. John Cena vows to get his vasectomy reversed so he can have a baby with ba- Nikki Bella. <laughs> Wait, so apparently they're together again. What? Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> Wasn't, I just saw a okay. picture of her and her fucking... Uh, so her- readingpeople.com, John Cena agreed to make life-changing decisions to save his relationship with What's Nikki. What's the date on this? In the mid-season finale of E's Total Bellas. Wait, what? when was this? June 8th? Never mind. I Don't worry. I have this. No, I'm looking at the date on this. It's June 18, 2018. Yeah, don't worry. I do the same thing at my fucking job all the time, dude. <laughs> wait, let me look at the date. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's just somebody. Re- no, I'm looking at my Twitter, and this is just somebody retweeting it just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to get his res- <laughs> They got you. They got you. Um, but... As I was saying, Tommaso Ciampa calls... Or Speaking ba- of daddies. <laughs> Finn Balor was saying, Tommaso calls the title Goldie. Let's talk about gold. Two-time Intercontinental Champion. The first Universal Champion. And soon to be two-time NXT Champion. So, Finn Balor. Uh, then we have the video clip of Garza proposing um, in the crowd. Then we go back to uh, Kathy Kelly backstage with Mia Yim. Uh, apparently now is official that I, I mean I know it was pretty relevant or it was pretty uh, obvious that Dakota Kai was the one who attacked Mia Yim, um, but I, it just seems weird how it's just they were just like oh yeah Kai was the one that attacked me. I don't know because like who if she attacked Mia Yim then they just would have been down a person at War Games. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it's coincidence. It was coincidence that they were like, Oi, Koi, you're staying for the match, all right? That was Ray Ripley right there. I was going to say, that's Finn Balor. Hey, Roy, no, he's Australian now. I mean, no, but you're Australian. And sense. my Irish sound very similar. I know. Um, let's see. But Mia Yim says tonight isn't going to be a wrestling match. It'll be a fight. But speaking of things that sound Australian, 
Travis Banks versus Jackson Riker. Banks wearing down Riker. Slice of heaven to Riker. Commentary uh, tells us that Banks, they were saying how he's a real light heavyweight. And then they do a reference to Jushin Thunder Liger and his career ending. Now, I thought, I thought that was pretty cool how they referenced Jushin. I mean, I know he did a little one I think that was just a Morrow thing. Where it's oh! like, or that dude's a big Puro, uh, puro geek. Dude, did you see what Mara was wearing last night? I didn't. It was like a straight up like blue and black tux. Gross. They were all wearing like, they were all dressed very fancy last night. I don't know why. It just, yeah. Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim. Back and forth between the two. Axe kicks to Mia Yim. Uh, Piranha kicks to Mia Yim. Protect your neck to Kai. Kai get the, gets the knee brace only for the ref to be distracted putting it outside. She rips off the turnbuckle pad. Slams Mia's face into the turnbuckle. She gets the bin on Mia Yim after the match, though. Mia Yim continues the beatdown into the crowd. Uh, sets up four tables. Well, it looked like, I thought it was, was it two tables or four tables? It was two, right? It was two. Uh, uh, she, only one of them bra- broke. So they, they, she sets up two tables on the outside, not on the outside of the ring, but in the crowd. They go up to this production area. She does like a side slam, but they only go through one table, and it looked like Mia Yim kind of hit her head. She no, gets, it was Dakota Kai. Oh, and she got staples, right? So, yeah, Dakota Kai had a laceration in the back of her head after she got... Uh, the only thing I can compare this to is the Nick Jackson spot at All, uh, All Out. Yeah. Where her head just straight up hit the table, but the table didn't break. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as you can tell, that was, that seemed fucking bad. Fucking nightmarish. But yes. apparently she, nothing too bad so far. She, all she got was some lacerations and eight staples to the head. Which eight staples is, or stitches? Staples. Okay. that's Which yeah. is not cool. I had a friend one time in a motorcycle accident. She got staples in the head. Well... <laughs> did, did she try to suplex me and Yim through a table? No, but that's the equivalent of how much force there was to Dakota Kai's head. That's what we're getting over, Corey. Yeah. See, I would be a great commentator. Look at that. I'm getting over. I'm getting them over. Look at me. Yay. Anyways, let's go to our next match, which I thought was a fun, fun match. Brizongo versus the Singh Brothers. I mean, of course, we're not going to see like great tactical wrestling here yeah i fell asleep but uh, you know i love the uh male stripper gimmick that entrance where it was just straight up the i was like baker's here no is i well the thing that was but that's the thing what morrow said or like the morrow said the doctor will see you now and i'm like that's come on morrow be more slick than that yeah oh you know adam cole don't make me sick Corey graves on you uh Anyways, um, you know, so they come out and they they're, they're doctors this week. Um, I love it. Renee refers to them as, as McDreamy and McSteamy because the other guys are like, we didn't watch that shit. Fifteen year old references, got it. Cool. Well, I Great. got, I actually got. It. I'm like, yeah, I got it. You watch Grey's Anatomy? No, but I but Gabe did, and he just talked about it all the time because he was in medical school. Fair enough. Or nursing school or whatever it is. Uh, but Breezonga, uh, so there was the Bollywood Blast to Breeze, which is like the assisted leg drop. And then Breezonga fly back. They also hit an assisted leg drop off the top rope and get the pin and the win. It's Breezonga. They're fun, but I mean. Hey, they had time to fill. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the uh, Ripley uh, video package. Um, God, they had this really weird just radio intro that. I was just like, right, Ripley. Yeah, I'm going to wrestle a match, and uh, that's it. I like. I think this uh, video package really humanized Rhea Ripley because I can't see her as anything but a heel now. So I don't when I think saw of this, her as a heel. I just think of her as just like Becky Lynch on steroids when you think about it. When uh, you really think about it. I, Figuratively speaking, she was I don't a, think she's really she on steroids. She was a heel in NXT UK, and all of a sudden when she came over to NXT, she's a face. It no, just, she's, she's just a, a girl with an attitude. 
Like, there's a reason why she and Becky Lynch had that She's match. Got a new attitude. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I just don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I like this. They're showing uh, old pictures of her, you know, kind of evolving. Trained for started at 16, and three years later, she started wrestling in WWE. Right. Doesn't that doesn't that see, doesn't that say something about WWE just trying to get while the she's a natural athlete? You know, I guess. I mean, did they did they just tell you that? No, I, I mean I don't doubt it. Anybody who can train at sixteen and then three years later they're in the they're in WWE. You're you're a natural athlete, and look at her, dude. Like oh, look yeah, how much no, muscle she no put doubt. on. Like I'm not an athlete, obviously. What? I mean, I do lift weights from time to time, but I'm not an athlete. You know, I can't transform my body. I don't have the discipline like some of these. You're people not like do. Meltzer who lifts weights in between commercial breaks or raw <laughs> and looking the way he does. <laughs> God. Anyways, uh, calm down. I'm gonna get the fire hose. Uh, you next, don't, what? Okay. Because you're getting all hot and steamy for Meltzer over there. I gotta hose you down. Okay. There you go. I had to explain my joke. His hands feel weird. <laughs> they do. They're they're very sandpaper like. Bianca Belair versus Caden Carter. I um, I, I I didn't think this match was um anything special. I actually thought it was a squash on Caden Carter. I thought it was a bummer. I think Caden Carter has more to offer than this. I don't think the Philippine Islands is real. I think they just call it the Philippines. As a Filipino, I think they just call it the Philippines. No, she's from the Philippine Islands. It's an island off of Los Angeles. No, sure. I don't know. Thanks, Mario. Um, no, but I guess she was from. God, where is she from? Dude? I do. Who cares? No, I'm gonna look it up eventually. Anyways, um, Bianca Belair, her hair. Kod to yeah. uh, Kaden Carter. I want to see Kaden Carter go a little bit further than this, though. Can you? Start do to- you? I do. Don't is you? That, I feel like the women's. She's division, got a great look. I think the women's division is kind of full right now. Well, it's gonna get less full with Shayna leaving soon. Okay, that a fact. Yes, it is. She's oh. going to win the Rumble this year, dude. Oh. She's winning the Rumble. The Women's Rumble? Oh, that's fair. that's a fair that's a fair prediction. And then she's going to go to Mania and they're not going to have a main event, but you know, still. Yeah, we gave you last year. Come on. I mean, I mean, whatever. Anyways, main event time. Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, they have a match. Uh, Cole, he comes down to the ring. He's watching sideways from the NXT Tower because that's how you watch a match. Sideways and from the rafters. Just like Sting. Uh, before the bell rings, both Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa are staring down Balor. Both Ciampa and Lee start focusing all their attacks on Balor, eventually going after each other. Slingshot crossbody block to both Balor and Ciampa. Air raid crash to Balor onto Lee. Uh, eventually, this point, the story of the match is nobody can pick up Keith Lee uh, individually. Double side slam to Lee by both Balor and Ciampa off the middle rope. Electric chair air raid crash spot. Um, Taking out all three men, which I don't know why Keith Lee was taken out by that, but I guess just the sheer exhaustion of holding both men up, you know. Uh, Lee gets up first. Lee blocks a sling blade and tries to set up Balor for a uh, last ride, but Balor hits the double foot stomp to Lee. Topecon hero to Lee. Um, Pounce to Balor by Lee. Air raid crash to Lee by Tommaso Ciampa. Eventually we get the last ride to Ciampa. Coup de gras to Keith Lee, and Balor gets the pin on Keith Lee. He will be facing Adam Cole next week for that NXT heavyweight title. I think this was the bad decision. I think this was... That's what everyone's saying. I I just think that Keith Lee just had so much momentum going on with him coming in, coming out of Survivor Series that it would just make sense. Like, it's, it's Ciampa and Finn Balor are the people that, who should be just there, like, who should be in the title picture, but, like, like, much later, I think with Keith Lee, he can lose the match against Adam Cole 
but just may still have like this sounds like this modicum of momentum have going forward you know it, it'll put cole over but then i just think why not just make why not just instead of trying to put out the flame that is keith lee just try to add a little bit more gasoline to it and see how far we can get with it but to me this just seems more to like a stop and start stop and start and it's just like with lee i think keith lee should have been the one who should have won this i could see what you're saying but i completely disagree because because you, you have a hard on for Finn Balor. That's no, no, no. Besides that, <laughs> Finn Balor is one of the sexiest people alive. That's there's no arguing that. What I'm saying is that Keith Lee, if he won this match and it went to Adam Cole next week, he's losing. Whoever won this match is losing next week. Plain and simple. I uh, mean, no, you it, can make an argument for Finn Balor winning. You could, but he's not winning. And I think with Finn Balor, he's as much of a big name that he's built up so much on NXT in WWE that he can definitely go out there lose, getting beat up by the undisputed era. And you lose the match, right? Whereas Keith Lee, if he goes and loses next week, that's it. That that was his run. It's over. It's done. Whereas if you can have Keith Lee, save him for a little bit later, maybe have him come out even later to beat up Undisputed Era, kind of build it more and more. I think they have bigger plans for Keith Lee. I think that NXT title is made for Keith I, Lee. I feel like that's the only way you can absolve this situation if, like, okay, then Keith Lee is going to be the one that's going to be down the line. Yeah. Which really makes you really think... What the fuck's happening to Matt Riddle? <laughs> Where is Horse Dick? It's, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's is he preparing for uh, Goldberg? Sure. I mean, sure. why not? Yeah. Well, that was AEW. That, what'd you think, what do you think of NXT overall? Uh, you know, like uh, what you pretty much said, I think AEW was the better show this week, but NXT had the best match, and I think that's just how... I, that's how it's always been like this for like for a very long time so far, and I don't think it's going to change anytime soon with the rosters they have in play. Um, I thought Garza and Leo Rush was the match of the week. Yeah. Um, AEW, uh, they've ex- they exceeded my tepid expectations going into it because going into AEW, I was just like, okay, this is just going to be a match. That I, I mean, this is a show I'm going through. But then that that Butcher Blade match. Um, Way like really energized my Q- my enthusiasm. Q T Reynolds, what's the guy's name? Q T Marshall. Marshall. That yeah. really enthu- like rejuvenated my enthusiasm for the for that show, and it kind of carried over throughout. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to see what's going on with Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Um, that's clearly going to be a thing that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. That's going to be a good match. Should be a great match, dude. No, actually, both shows going into next week, they're both going to be pretty significant. Uh, we have Jungle Boy. Well, let's talk about things we have next week. We got NXT. We got um the Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. I'm saying, I'm saying, that's now, probably going to main event title change. Uh, Adam Cole versus no Adam Cole versus Finn Balor is going to. That's the the title, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Finn Balor versus uh, Cole for the title. Um, on AEW, you have uh, Jungle Boy Jack Evans, Hollywood superstar, uh, or Golden Boy, they call him. Hollywood Golden Boy. Uh, Jer- Wait, you just call Jer- him Jack Evans? Did I call him Jack Evans? Jack Perry. Jack, I, sorry, I'm looking at Jack Evans' name right here. Yeah. Um, I, I really am. I, I know, I know. I'll believe you. Um, and also, um, what do we have? Oh, Lucha Bros versus Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. And also, the tag titles are on the line. SCU. Chris Stantlander versus Britt Baker, which I'm... I'm kind of curious where they're going to go with that one because Chris Stantlander, he, she's very new. Britt Baker. Did you hear about her promos? What, Stantlander? Yeah. Like, they didn't exactly relate like, the world on fire. Apparently, she speaks in, like, an alien language. Yeah, that's her thing. She's an alien. Well, I she's know. the best friends. She's pretty much the best friends intro but a person. She's awesome, though. She, lo- she, she looks like a million bucks, too. Yeah. Is that, I, I didn't hear it. Is that? I was just going to do the best friends theme. Oh. 
Um, also, on AEW Dark next week, we're going to see a couple matches. Um, apparently, we're going to see the tag champs, SCU versus Private Party, um, in a non-title match. I was match. wondering what the fuck happened to Private Party. Britt Baker versus uh, a, a local uh, wrestler named Machiko? Machismo? No, Machiko. and drag? Hey, yo. Hey, Britt Baker, I need free dental work. If you beat me, you can have free dental work. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Bea Priestley. And uh, Pack. Uh, and the hybrid two versus best friends and the third best friend, Orange Cassidy. Best friends. So that's all happening next week. Um, yeah, and uh, will we be here next week? Yeah, we'll be here again next week. I hope so. Yeah, we will. All right, guys, that about does it here for us. Uh, for me, I'm Corey. I'm Michael Vergara. You can follow me at Corey Mania. Don't on, follow me on Twitter, fa- Instagram, or the whole show at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, apparently, Michael doesn't want you to follow him. And Mike Vergara. Yeah, at, yeah. My, at Mike Vergara. And he's probably tagged on it anyways. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> anyways, guys, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you later. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye.